Hello, this is Nerd Cage Live, and we just wanted to thank you for listening to this audio-only version of the show. And be sure to subscribe here and over on our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash nerdcagelive. You're now about to witness the strength of geek knowledge. Yes! Hello, welcome. That's right. Once again, you are trapped in Nerd Cage Live. This channel is a celebration of all things pop culture, including DC Comics and yours truly, The Flash. Please, if you're new to the channel, hit that like button, share, and subscribe. I am your co-host, G, Certified Geek, seven days a week, coming to you live from yours truly, the land of Tom Cruise, Syracuse, New York. And you know him, you love him, He's our moderator and troll hammer, stronger than the DK Banana Slammer. You can't stop it. You can't crop it. You can't top it. Like a B-52 bomber, he's gonna drop it. He is the Nerd Cage Live gaming prophet, born from the atomic seed in the titanium womb. It is Joe from Fallen One Gaming. Yes, and tonight we have a star-studded cast. We have Wildman, we have the legendary Tapmok99, and we have Big Jack from Big Jack Films, a.k.a. Batman. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm Batman. Wow. <laughs> I lay all out. <laughs> the only difference is I don't have a Diet Coke this time. I just have regular. None seen in this movie. Spoilers. There is no Diet Coke Easter egg. What the hell? Just <laughs> for the taste of it. Come on. Love it, Jack. Love it, Jack. All right, Joe, before we go any further, who do we got in the chat tonight? In the chat tonight, we have Doomzilla and Prince Rain. Prince Rain. Gotta love it. All right. So listen. Um, this is obviously a spoiler discussion, so we're really going to get right into it. But what we're going to do is we're going to go around in a circle, and I'm going to have all these fine gentlemen promote whatever they got to promote, and they're going to give their general, not a final rating, but their general thoughts of the movie. And then we're off to the races, no pun intended. Uh, the race that, uh, you know, between The Flash and Superman. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I love that reference. All right. So we're gonna start. We're gonna uh, go around like like a clock, you know. Again, no pun intended. We're gonna start with Tab Monk ninety nine, man. Uh, how are things, dude? Thank you guys for having me on so much. Uh, things are going great. Loved this movie. Got the chance to see it over the weekend with the wife. Um, I will say this: it's got some problems that plague a lot of the DC movies, where they're kind of rushing through too much, too fast, trying to play catch up with Marvel. And that does show in this movie, unfortunately. But it's still very enjoyable. I I enjoyed it a lot, actually. And we'll get into some of the nitpickings and criticisms as we go through. Um, But I'm not going to give a final rating yet. I will plug my stuff. So I'll say that I am Tabbox99 on YouTube. You can find me also on Twitter, Twitch, and Instagram at the same username, Tabbox99, where I'm always talking about Mortal Kombat lore. Uh, My most recent video, I was talking about dinosaurs in Mortal Kombat, including a Jurassic Park connection. So I think... Some of the people in this chat are actually real big dinosaur fans. Wait, are they putting dinosaurs in Mortal Kombat? Like, they're just basically doing a crossover with Primal Rage? Please let them do a crossover with Primal Rage. I don't want to do any spoilers, but you're closer than you may realize. 
also, um, if you check out youtube.com slash tabmox99, if you look at my most recent video, you can see all about dinosaurs in Mortal Kombat. I also do, do, I cover all the Mortal Kombat lore. So I, so I talked recently about Scorpion's family and his wife and child and how they haven't been named until some of the more recent games came out. Uh, I also do a deep dive onto the Mortal Kombat 1 trailer and how it picks up where Mortal Kombat 11 left off. So if you like Mortal Kombat lore, check out youtube.com forward slash tabmox99. All right, all right. And of course, it's been a while since we've had you, but uh, Big Jack from Big Jack Films, how you been, man? I've been doing very well. I just finished up my giant two and a half hour season finale to my last season. I'm already working on the next season. But in terms of the fush, <laughs> um, I short version is I liked it. Not for the reasons you would expect, but more so because, you know, obviously... As a hardcore Batman fan, I have covered the first two Tim Burton movies. Um, I really liked it for those alone. I'll get more into it later, but I had a really good time with it. I'm with uh, uh, 99 on that where, yes, there are issues with it, but I ignored it and just had a really good time with this film. The same thing with Transformers, by the way. I actually can say that Transformers was also a fun time recently at the movies, and I don't go to the movies often nowadays. All right, all right. Well, very well said. And like I said, uh, I know you're one of the most passionate Batman people I've ever met. So uh, we're going to get into it shortly. But we got another man who hasn't been here in a while. It's the Magical Man from the Kingdom of the Sand Wild Band of the Petty Cash Podcast. How you been, my friend? Good. It definitely has been a while here. Um, quick thoughts on the movie overall. I liked it, but... The movie perplexed me in certain spots. I definitely had problems with this movie. There are definitely things I liked in this movie, but I'll save everything else for later on. Uh, you can currently find me on Wild Band on YouTube. You can also find me on the Petty Cash Podcast with me and my friends, where we discuss a myriad of topics, discuss entertainment, movies, etc. Well, if there's breaking news in the world of entertainment, we discuss that. Awesome. And again, uh, you've been one of our longest tenured uh extra members of nerd cage and you know how we operate so it's always a pleasure to have you here man and joe fall one gaming man we got some stuff coming up this week but before we get that what are your general thoughts we saw the movie together in imax dude i i think this movie is getting a little more hate than it deserves but at the same time i can see some of the caveats and i i generally pretty much love this movie for all the cameos and everything that was in it but it does have its issues. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It does. Uh, all right, Joe. We, tell... we all sound exactly the same. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. it's good. It just has problems, and that's most movies. You know, no movie is perfect. Unless it's King Yeah, but when we were talking about Spider-Man, I don't remember saying it's good, but it has problems. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, Joe, tell them about our latest video that we had a field day making. Yes, if you didn't see it, go over there after this and see our Jesus movie moments. <laughs> Absolutely, and uh, there are some Mortal Kombat and DC films in there. And of course, Joe, we also did a food review. Yes, we did. We did the Spider-Verse Whopper and Sunday. That sounds amazing. <laughs> it, it does, but it wasn't like all that great, but we had fun eating it. And of course, Joe, speaking of Spider-Man, our previous spoiler review... Yes, our spoiler discussion of Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Check that out if you haven't already. And uh, we did a couple more combat live streams, Joe, starting with Brian Glenn. 
Yes, Brian Glenn, the original Shao Kahn, graced us with his presence, and that was an electrifying live stream. Thank you for getting us the 200 plus, 200 views plus on that, and of course, with Tab of 99, Joe. Yes, uh, we we also did... The Mortal Kombat the, gameplay. The Mortal Kombat 1 gameplay review. Yes. And then, Joe, we're going to be returning to Twitch tomorrow and Thursday and Friday, starting with... I know, we have a loaded week. Tuesday and Thursday, we will be playing Metroid Prime Remastered. Open the finish. And then a grand finale, early evening on Friday. Yes, yeah, Super Mario RPG. Yep, this time just... be the final battle. You should get to Smithy this time and defeat him. Yes. Yes, we're right there. We're, we're, we're at the Nimbus land with... Queen Valentina. I'm still trying to find some of those on uh, Super Nintendo because that's the one game console I'll collect for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's that's a hard game to to go by. But mm -hmm. yes, uh, I love that game so much. But okay, enough about gaming. Let's talk the Flash. So we're gonna try going kind of a chronological order here. So um, the beginning. Uh, we're basically okay. Before I even get to the beginning, let me just let me just point out that this movie. Kind of gives me the vibe of Captain America: Civil War, where it's not really a, it's it's an Avengers movie, but about Captain America. Where this is a Justice League movie, but it's about the Flash. And in the beginning, Joe, we have a epic um, shakedown at Gotham City. And of I course, the babies. love that scene. Um, and this is actually we talked about this prior to, to live streaming. Um, Jay, you're under the assumption that I do not like Batflack. I actually like Batflack. I have never said I hated him. In fact, I would say he is the closest we will ever get to a live-action Kevin Conroy in the costume doing his shtick. On top of that, I like that it's an adaptation of the Frank Miller Dark Knight Returns. That's just it. That to me, that's my favorite Batman. It's the Frank Miller Batman. And I'll say this. I loved the blue costume. I was, you know, I'm going to be real with you. I got sick of the black. I got sick of the gray. Let's do blue. I'm okay with that. The first since Adam West. Well, yeah, but like, look, but I'm talking about like modern Batman movies. And also, by the way, this, we've had for 30 years, so many big budget Batman movies. This is probably the first time we've ever seen Batman do anything in the daytime. Daytime, yeah. Yeah. Well, well no, well, no, 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 no. The Resurrection the of Superman. No, no, no. The <laughs> Resurrection of Superman and Justice League was during the daytime. Plus, the Resurrection. The okay, well, like, I mean, we had Batman fighting Bane and all his and all his like goons during the day. Okay, so. yeah, that. But like, how often do we see him in the day? Not often. Not often. Yeah. Not often, but it has unusual. happened. So. Yeah, hey. I forgot. I know it's funny. I completely I, forgot about. Dark I, I loved. Okay, I loved the blue cowl. I just thought the armor looked a little jank, but I loved the blue cowl. I. I, I, I kind of like the next to the cape. I like the cape. I kind of wish that it was the same one that we saw on BVS with Snyder, but blue instead of black, and just kept that gray Teflon. I would have okay. been okay with that. I just thought the armor looked a little jank, but I understood why. Because he was wearing the armor because he was on the bat, the bat cycle. I did. Yeah, like that's like it's like uh, motorcycle armor. So yeah, yeah of course. It's, yeah, and that thing, actually, I love that. That stuff was cool. I was concerned because, like, I'll be real with you, I don't like the whole bat tank thing that he has. He's had for like 20 years. 
I mean, one, one, there's a Batmobile that's in this, and I'm like, okay, thank you. It's a car. It's not a tank. But yeah. I did like that he was on this really cool bat cycle. That whole opening sequence. Ah, yeah, th that was a really cool take on Gotham. I'm glad that Jeremy Irons was back. Oh, and also, Falcone's son was trying to be his father and, and messed up. They, oh, yeah. they dropped that. That was Falcone's son. That's what? right. That's right. Look, that whole scene was amazing. I loved everything about it except for one person, Ezra Miller. He was way too whiny. He was complaining about how every time there's a mess, it seems like it's a bat mess that he's cleaning up. Um, he doesn't yeah, yeah listen... sorry, Barry. That's Robin's job. He, he doesn't listen to Alfred. Alfred's like, uh, I'm doing these readings and I'm never wrong and that East Wing is going to collapse. He's like, no, I'm looking at it. It's going to be fine. It's like, dude, what? Listen to your elders. I'm, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna take this off the bat. Well, to be that fair, Barry is scene. the, is, he's like the new, he's the youngest recruit of the Justice League. Now he really doesn't know what he's doing. He's like, wait, no, no, I think I know what's going he, on. He's like, he's like, I really don't know what's home. going on. So, should, yeah, I, I will agree he should have listened to Alfred, but still, he doesn't have me, the same charisma that Grant Gustin has. Um, well, no, Grant Gustin is the superior Flash of the two actors. Yes. Yeah. And you know, and his whininess. Whether he's in costume or whether it's in his secret identity, he's at work. He's like whining about how his bosses are, are closing cases, whether he's still working on. Like, dude, you're you're whining as a Flash. You're whining as Barry Allen. You're just a whiner all around. What is this? Well, I think okay, okay. In, in defense, I think the point of that was is so when he met his younger self, he realizes, oh, that's why. Yeah. I think that's what the whole point was, was that he got humbled. True. He got taste of his own medicine when he met his younger self. He does. To be honest, if I went back in time and met my younger self, I would probably say the same thing, except I'd whack myself in the head and say, shut the fuck up for five minutes. I'm just going to say that 30-something-year-old Jay could beat the shit out of 20-something or teen-something Jay. Just say. I figured out their ages. I figured out their ages. The younger Flash is 18. The older one comes from 10 years later, so he's 28. 28. And yeah, which is which which is reflected because I think right now Ezra Miller is 29 or he just turned 30, so that's about right. I know, I know. I'll walk you through my process how I figured this out. During the scene when he asks you him like, okay, what year is this? How old are you? Whatever. He says 18. Okay, well, what day is today? Sunday. No, no, no. I mean, what day of the month? Uh, September 29th. Okay, so I went back and I pulled up, uh, I looked back at history and figured out when I'll is Sunday, screen, September 29th. This is what I found. September of 2013, there's Sunday is the 29th. Wow, look at that. Tab won't digging deep here. True. Terminator stuff where Kyle Reese is like, what we're, we're, we're taking place in the events of when Man of Steel would have taken place, so. Right, Man of Steel was 2013, and Flash was just got his powers right when that scene happened. So there you go. Sunday, September 29th was 2013, 10 years ago. Which means every time they turn around and call him Old Man Flash, he's only 28. He's not that old. And the younger one who's 18, well, you know, you can figure out they're 10 years apart. So this, this basically right. gives me a better understanding of the chronology of the movie and where it fits into the bigger scheme of things. Wow, man, that's some that's some deep digging. It, um, it, that is that is that is Kyle Reese just pointing the gun, saying, "What day is it? The date? What year?" Right, right, exactly. <laughs> Which, uh, by the way, they make they only make like one or two Terminator jokes. 
But they dropped so many Back to the Future references that it almost yeah. read it all. I am actually already getting sick of every time there's a time travel movie, they always mention Back to the Future. Leave well, it yeah, alone. Back to the Future is one of the best examples of time travel It's movies. the definitive time travel movie. Nope, that's why they mention it, because nothing can top that. True. Anyway, so for me, the beginning of this movie, it really felt like a just a live-action version of a Justice League cartoon in the best ways possible. Oh, yeah. Oh, good point. Good point. Yeah, yeah that's why so, I said yeah. this was this was basically like a, this was sort of a Justice League two, just not in Snyder's vision, but it was a Justice League two. You more saw Blink if you miss it. Like they, they showed League Superman. There was a CGI Superman at the volcano. Blink if you miss it. I I, I feel bad for Henry Cavill because he did get screwed out of this movie because they did film some scenes with him. But at least they acknowledged Superman. And the whole point of this movie, just like the previous Justice League movie, was we need to get Superman back. We need to get Super instead of we we need Superman to defeat Steppenwolf. We need Superman to kill General Zod. But hence right. we got Supergirl. But well, before we get to that, there's one I know thing I know I know. But I'm just saying that I'm glad to begin. We saw the Justice. League. We saw Superman at the volcano. Uh, they didn't. They didn't show Cyborg obviously at that scene anyway. But yeah. we did get Wonder Woman in another awesome cameo. And by God, that was cool. That she was looked cool. good. She looked that, like, good. Was just so cool. Also, yeah. did they change her costume again? Probably. I I, mean, I got the impression it was the same costume as and a bit of yellow. It was the same costume as the Shazam, at least is what it looked like to me. I'm guessing that they, I bet you she shot the Shazam cameo and the Flash cameo at the same time on the same day. How much you want to bet? I don't think they did because I think uh, when they were filming the Shazam 2 cameo, she was in London. And I don't think, correct me if I'm wrong, I don't think this movie, when they were filming that sequence, was filming in London. I'm not sure, though. Okay, I'll maybe, okay. I don't know, it just, it, just, it just looked like I said, it looked like the same suit. So I'll they say probably this. did reuse the suit, but I don't know when she would have filmed that one. Can we talk about the baby scene? Because I just want yes. to know. Yes! I right hated now. it. I hated it. I hated it. Okay. Yes. Besides besides yes. the babies look, at, look jank, those babies would have died from whiplash the moment they fell out of the building. Just saying. No. I'm, I'm that was just going to say very, very quickly to let you guys go in. That was one of the stupidest dumbest mentally insane r word i can't say funniest goddamn <laughs> things i've ever seen on a screen i was actually my stomach hurt how funny that was i was screaming laughter in the theater i was afraid i was gonna get kicked out my stomach hurt i was like this is ridiculous he this put a baby in the microwave like, this is so dumb, and I'm all in for it. Well, I didn't care for it too much, but Jay, to your point, you thought those babies would be dead. And actually, I'm going to disagree with you, because I've seen stuff on the news where I've heard about, like, a baby getting ejected from a car, flying over an eight-foot fence, and then landing on the ground, and miraculously, he's okay. Because babies, unlike adults, their muscles don't tense up. They can't tense up. And if they did, that's what would have screwed them. So they're kind of lucky that they're so soft. That could work in their favor here. Okay, I just I didn't like I just find it hard to believe that babies would fall from that distance and then the flash comes up there and does whatever he does and the babies are survive all that. No and of course, Ezra Miller of all people, let me repeat this. 
Ezra Miller of all we're not gonna go into his 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 behind the scenes shit. But Ezra Miller of all people puts a baby in a microwave. Let me repeat that, that one more time with that sink in. Ezra Miller puts a baby in the microwave. I laughed at that. <laughs> it's so dumb, I love it. <laughs> There's a dog there too. The dog. Yeah, oh, oh yeah, God. the, the, the dog. Yeah. My friend, my friend the, the, said this. Yeah. He saw it that the CG babies and dog. He was getting son of the mask flashbacks. Oh yeah. <laughs> yes. I'm like, yeah, this is son of the mask. Look, I didn't think that stuff was so funny, but what I thought was funny was two things. Number one, Wonder Woman with the magic lasso and Batman and the Flash are all saying the embarrassing things about themselves. Like, my lasso ego was truth, too big yes. to ever say thank you to another person. Um, that was great. Uh, and then the other one, you remember Barry is not very good with managing his time or, you know, keeping snacks on him. Like, he's not really responsible with his superpowers at all. The sandwich guy didn't even notice that he had left and come back. Well, I'll tell you this, the movie's food branding in this is all over the place. There's, like, breakfast sandwiches, there's coffee, there's, um, there's broccoli, there's bat spaghetti, which we'll get to later, because now right, I want some goddamn bat spaghetti. Bat spaghetti. Let's go to the broccoli for a minute. Spaghetti. Yeah, the spaghetti is good, but let's go to the broccoli for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> this movie surprisingly made me hungry, I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, you, they didn't they didn't have a famous line like you know you're not yourself when you're hungry yeah uh, <laughs> and no again no diet coke what the hell what's 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 with the diet coke because okay when batman 89 came out on the vhs there was VHS, an infamous yeah. commercial where alfred, alfred was calling up the gotham corner store and saying we're down to our last diet coke and batman literally drove the batmobile which probably cost a million dollars a night just to go to the corner store and pick up some Diet Coke. And then, because Diet Coke was such a huge product for Batman in the 90s, it's like, you bring back Michael Keaton and you don't have a Diet Coke? What the hell? Okay, in defense, I think this movie, hold on. Reference. I don't know why they would have put it in the it movie. It would have been funny. It would have been a nice I think this movie had a problem with advertising because I don't think they want to be tied with Ezra Miller. That's just... that. That's a fair point. That's what I think is going on, yeah. Yeah, I mean, Ezra Miller, like the DC knockoff of like fast food and stuff, where they're always eating Big Belly Burger and stuff like that. They right. Don't have much in this either. Exactly. Exactly. They have their own made-up brands, which is great. Look, Ezra Miller is not likable as a person behind the scenes, obviously, but in the movie. He's not likable as Barry Allen or as The Flash, so I think they just gotta replace him with someone else. They gotta find a new actor. I mean, they're obviously like this is the end of it. Like this, this is the end of the DCEU as we know, which I'm sad because I don't. Well, it's another topic for another day, but I, I don't like the fact that they got James Gunn rebooting the whole thing. I disagree. When we got the most perfect Superman and Henry Cavill, who got screwed out of this movie, by the way. But anyway, another topic for another day. But I just. Ezra Miller is done, and I think they're, 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 this whole new slate is going to be all new actors playing every role, and this, this, and that. Except um, the Batman stuff, because Batman's guaranteed to make money regardless. Yeah, I mean, that's their moneymaker, like, 
you know. Well, yeah, we're gonna have to see. We're gonna have to see how Joker Two does. So, and then they'll probably Joker Two is gonna one. be great because it's got Lady Gaga in it as Harley Quinn. That's gonna be. Great. And then they're probably gonna make a third one, but I wonder if they're gonna put Batman somehow in that too. I'd be well, here's the thing: those are gonna be Elseworlds. Those are gonna be Elseworlds stories moving forward and whatever. That's what I like. I'm more sticking with the Elseworlds stuff. Which, right. Okay, okay, okay. Flash, so, okay, I, I so can run into I want... those universes. What's that? Flash can run into those universes. Yeah, yeah, they definitely established that. Um, also, I just want to appreciate one of my favorite. So, I got three favorite scenes in this movie, and one of them I figure we could talk about now because it's it's like right there. I absolutely love the Ben Affleck Barry scene. Where, yeah, you know, that was a good scene. Because no, I, I two, like, well, first like of all, there's two reasons. Sort of one, final if you remember, version of Batman because he got to do more with the yeah. character in just that one scene. He got to be deep and emotional. Yeah, and also it was the exact same thing that uh, Michael Keaton told him too. But I I like the fact that Ben was just like, well, you know, th this version of Bruce Wayne. Um, I like the fact, first and foremost, I like the fact that they acknowledged the Snyder cut. Yep. Because um, they said, oh, Bruce, remember that time I traveled in time? So this movie acknowledges that the Snyder cut is canon. Two, I just like the fact that, like, Bruce and Barry maintained their relationship like yeah. not like, just that like just you, you like the it's what a he very says. good it's, it's a good it's a both good working relationship and it's a good friendship because, because you know but, why is because because uh bruce wayne mourns robin yeah good yeah point good bruce point. wayne mourns robin and then then barry's like his i want to say his replacement but that's his like his younger you know you know he's it's meant to, it's, it's new his protege his new protege Exactly, and he yeah. explains to him, I love the fact, I love the part where he explains everything. He's like, you could ruin everything. And he's like, Bruce, I can bring back your parents. And he's like, Barry, we're scarred for a reason. I, I will say there's a, mo there's a yeah, moment in that scene too where line. there's a moment when, when Flash, said, when Barry says that to Bruce and Bruce has that almost like, I'm flattered that you're concerned about me, but that's not happening. Because yeah. he's thinking, oh, well, I would like mom and dad back, but no. And that's the thing, like, I think at that moment, too, that's where I felt Affleck was really channeling Conroy um, uh, yes. portrayal. There was a little Con Conroy Bruce Wayne in that scene, which I liked. No. You know what? Affleck easily could have phoned it in. He didn't. Yeah. And even after he, he openly publicly talked about how he hated the Justice League reshoots, he went to, you know, he was drinking, he was out of shape, he was drinking... You yeah. know, he came... I love the fact that he came back to do the Snyder Cut reshoots. He came back for this movie, and he gave it his all. It's yeah, just a actually, damn he shame... He actually cared about doing this again. I know. I it's just a that. damn shame that he, like, we never saw... After that scene, we never saw that Batman again. Right. At all. Yeah, well, you're right. But we didn't. I this think true. He had very little screen time. I think but, but he made the most of it. Absolutely, a great, a, a great team. last impression. Yes. Quality, not quantity. Yes, I, exactly. The relationship between Batman and Flash is reminiscent of the same relationship between Tony Stark and Peter Parker. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that comparison is is apparent, but it's it's not a it's not an unfair comparison. Yeah. So you know, there's a lot of comparisons that we can make to Marvel right now. Because obviously, Across the Spider-Verse just came out very recently. Yeah. One of the key points that we talked about was the canon events, right? The Spider-Verse. And mm -hmm. in this movie, they call them inevitable intersections. 
yeah. but it's the same idea. There's certain moments in time that have to happen, and if they don't, then the whole the whole world gets screwed over. Well, no, I won't say that, and we'll, we'll get to it a little later. I did like that not only was this adapting mostly the Flashpoint comic, but there mostly. was a little bit of crisis in there, which I appreciated. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, once we get to that part, yes. And I like the inevitable synchronicities between the multiverse of DC and the multiverse of Marvel because the universes of Marvel and DC are universes in them themselves in the multiverse. Mm -hmm. Well, then, right, well yeah, no, in, can... order, in order for those two to bridge, you'd need a fictional dimensional multiverse way of traveling, which I have. So <laughs> if you watch my show, you will know. Go. Yes. <laughs> um, in the comics, there's a character named Access who can travel back and forth between the Marvel comics and the DC comics world. Oh, cool. Yeah, but they haven't used him in a long time. But he's there. All right. And good. they probably never will because then there'll be a massive lawsuit. Oh, <laughs> there might be legal issues. I yeah, I, I there could be. I could see that. And then uh, I, I guess can we move on to like where he finally travels in time, or is there, or is there anything we want to add? No, no. Let's um, go back to when he travels in time. That's a good idea. Yeah, let's go. Okay, Joe. So so he he gets on the phone with his dad. By the way, uh, as much as uh, Will, who's the guy who plays Doctor Manhattan in uh, um, Watchmen? Oh, I believe his name was. Billy something? Yes. So he couldn't come back. He had scheduling uh, scheduling conflicts. So right. they had a different actor replace for Barry's dad. And I thought he did phenomenal. He was yeah. perfect, I perfect. Yeah, I thought the new actor for Barry Allen's dad did a good job. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like they didn't miss a beat. But he still made it his own. I, I, I yeah, yeah. No, I thought that Barry's was a good, that was a good, it was a good uh, replacement. I, didn't, I wasn't bothered by it at all. Anyway, so obviously he's on the phone with his dad and that triggers him. Uh, and he gets upset when he's talking to him on the phone. He runs to his childhood house, and as that happens, he he once again travels into the Speed Force like he didn't in Snyder Cut, and mm -hmm. he's he gets a glimpse of whatever you know previous events, and then he and obviously the goes to you know Bruce Wayne obviously gave him the warning, but he didn't listen, and he goes back, and then here he is. As Tabo pointed out, the clock, he's back in 2013. And here's what I liked. This is where I think this movie's genius. This is genius. This movie was an origin story without being an origin story. Yes. Yes. And the thing is, we, we missed a beat before he goes, like, gets stuck where he does, the whole thing comes down to the reason he's become who he was was because over a can of tomatoes that he goes to pick up the tomatoes like he goes to just drop the tomatoes in his mom's basket and then he starts traveling you know through the time thing and then dark flash just punches him through the time continuum and then he's stuck in yep. a specific time zone so that's where we pick up Which, there to me to me if he found out what year it was and he goes oh you're 18 i need to go 10 years ahead he could have just ran out of the scene and just I don't know why he even chose to stay there. That was weird. Because um, well, he... the main reason he went back to change anything in the first place was to be with his parents. So he was already going back, but he figured, okay, well, if I'm stopped here and my parents are both my parents are with me, might as well just. Well, what, 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 stay well no, they explained it because no, they no, no, they explained it because Bruce is like. 
anything could happen. You could fuck everything up. You could fuck the timeline up. That's why he was Wait, trying to make God. sure before he left, he didn't leave because he wanted to make sure that shit didn't go wrong. Yeah, well, what happened was when he was going back to his own timeline, Dark Flash punched him, and he thought he was back in the present time. It wasn't until he met Barry he realized, oh, I'm in 2013. I'm not in 2023. Right. Well, also, right, I so kind of like the fact that his mom's like, wow, you cut your hair. Now you look older. That's a sign. That, <laughs> that was uh, that was a good little cue right his there. Hair looks, you know what? That was the same thing in Spider-Verse. Yes! Miles. Oh, you did it, something different with your hair. Yes. Oh, I, yeah. I forget. We're going to compare this a lot to Across the Spider-Verse because it came out. But this movie, honestly, I think in reshoots or whatever the hell they were doing, they were taking some notes from No Way Home. No Way Home probably well, yeah. did a big part in reshoots here. I guess you well, could say there's fair, no way they did after No Way Home, just <laughs> principal photography, not reshoots. So, yeah. Anyway. But look, I'm going to say this. You guys made it a point that, like, oh, yeah, this is also kind of an origin story for The Flash and all that stuff. And I, you know, this is my biggest problem with the whole DC cinematic universe is that they're rushing all along and they don't ever have a chance to let us to tell a story properly because they're too busy trying to catch up. They're trying to tell the multiverse story when they haven't told the Flash's origin story yet. So they're trying to like do both at once. And this is one of the biggest criticisms for the movie because if you spend a lot of time thinking about it, you know, especially after you've had the chance to see the movie and you've, you've let it sit with you for a while, you realize, okay, if the Flash moves the can of tomatoes or whatever, then the killer doesn't go to their house at all? Does the killer go and kill someone else? Does he just give up? Who is the killer? They never even bother finding out or asking any questions. We've seen from the director's comments now, we know it's reverse Flash, okay? A time traveler, great. The time travel never should have happened. Flash going back to prevent his mom from being killed should have actually fixed the time stream so that it's more like what the time stream should be without reverse Flash's intervention, but instead he somehow, that makes everything worse. It, no, what? No, I, I don't think about it. The less I like it. Well, from what I gathered about the whole death of the mom thing is that she wasn't killed. It was an accident. She just slipped and fell, and the and the knife got her through the heart. No, I didn't get that. I didn't. That's what I saw. If you know the flash, yeah, that kills her. And they the they kept it ambiguous because they were the hoping for a sequel. Yeah, it came off more like she. It's like it's like some sort of PSA accident where she slipped and the knife. Like Bar on what chest. Barry's thinking was, if my dad is home, that whoever killed my mom won't, you know, won't kill my mom because my dad is there. That was. I, his I thinking. get that. Yes, yes, I get that thinking. It's just we actually know it was Reverse Flash, and we actually know that, that was time travel shenanigans that did that. And so, if Barry is going back in time to prevent that act from happening, he should actually create a time stream that's more like what it would have been like if nobody had time traveled to begin with instead of him breaking it, making something worse. I don't know, there was just, the more I think about it, the, the less I like the whole way it rolled out. And I feel like if they had just taken their time, slowed down, told a regular Flash movie, and then later told their multiverse story, it all could have played out so much better. Yeah, but to combat you, pun intended, Bruce Wayne did say to him at the beginning of the movie, Anything could fuck everything up. Like, the smallest yeah. little thing will fuck everything up. He said that, and it did. The whole point of that can of tomatoes was, the big thing was, that that Kal-El gets intercepted by Zod, 
and Supergirl's not powerful enough to stop him. That was basically what the can of tomatoes did. Is is, is right, li- course, I know the logic is, is is crazy. I know, I know but they said he said that man got zapped into the smallest change. The, uh, if you if you if you poop on a blade of grass, it could fuck everything up. You know, I, you you take a shit in the wrong toilet, it will fuck everything up. I you go to a different if, restaurant, you go to Denny's and clog the toilet. When you weren't supposed to be there, it could fuck everything up. The can of tomatoes fucked everything up, and that's not, why. Not only did it, not only did it fuck up the timeline, but it somehow brought Keaton's Batman universe and zapped it into the Snyderverse. Well, the that's the, my theory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm just saying, like the, you know, they also did explain that, that you know, and you saw like the worlds kind of like merge, like they collided. Yep. That's what I'm talking about. Like, they merged, and then they somehow became fused into some weird, fucked-up timeline. Yeah, I'm, I'm almost wondering if, if the can of tomatoes was used as a literal metaphor, because if you fuck something up, like, an old saying was that you just opened up a giant can of tomatoes. Uh, oh, Joe! <laughs> the Italian in you! <laughs> well, I mean, here's the question, though, about so then time what's the grated cheese supposed to be, Joe? What's the okay. grated cheese? Oh, like, that's say, 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 say I go back and talk. Okay, say I go to the grocery store and I forget my can of tomatoes. If I even go back five minutes prior and get the tomatoes, will that fuck up things five minutes later and instantly? The repercussions may not be felt for a long time afterwards. That's the thing, because like I won't know. Like in five minute, in between five minute timelines, I wouldn't know, like. No, neither of us would know what would happen because like it's just five minutes. I think that's flash the point. Flashpoint rules show that if you travel from here to here, you actually can screw things up on either side of that. So, uh, you could screw up something from five minutes before you time travel. Hmm. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. So Barry's at home. He's talking with his with his parents. I, um, and then uh, oh, younger me is uh, across the street. I'm gonna fix that. I will say this: a lot of people compare this movie to the first two Back to the Future movies, not just in just the name dropping yeah. references, but just in terms of structure. And yeah, I see a bit more of Part Two, if anything, than than the first one because in the second one they go back to the first one. In this one. With the Flash, they go back to the first DC Man of Steel movie. So I, I do like that they're playing more into part two than uh, than the first one. Yeah, and I also like the fact that, again, I'm so mad that DCU is ended. I, but I do like the fact that it started with General Zod, it ended with General Zod. It's a circle story. It's a big yeah. circle story. I like that. I, I mean, and, I wish Terminator did that. Yeah. Well, no, no, no. I don't want any more Terminators. Please. I, I know James Cameron's like, oh, chat GPT's inspired me. No, 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 no La- more. Last, the last scene of any of those should have just been the first five minutes of Kyle Reese in 84 and then there, circle story. Yeah. But, yeah, the, yeah it's just the, um, all right, I'm, I know we're going, like, all over the place here, but I, I just, I... I understand Tabunk's, you know, thinking there, I, but I, I get it. It's just like this, it's just the whole thing. Like I said, Bruce explained it, you know, the slightest change could fuck everything. And it, and it, and it basically did. And well, then and, basically, know, thing, well, go, go ahead. Well, another thing, like his relationship with Iris, you know, they hadn't seen each other in a few years or whatever. Um, a lot of fans are going to know their Flash lore basically from the CW show, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. There might be some comic geeks out there, but a lot of people caught, caught up on basically what happens on CW where the West took him in. He lived with Iris. Um, 
they were kind of, I guess you would call them, what, stepbrother and stepsister or adopted brother, adopted sister. Yeah. They lived together. It's weird that they didn't hear. Like, where did Barry exactly go? How was he brought up after his dad went to jail? What happened to him in this universe? We don't really know. We don't really know what his normal life was like. He didn't have a Star Labs. He didn't have a Cisco. He didn't have anybody helping him. We don't know how he served Central City as the Flash because here in the intro, he's talking to Alfred of all people. He doesn't have his own people that he's on radio with, which we're used to seeing on CW. So this version of Flash, we barely know. We barely got a chance to be introduced to. They're already rushing into a multiverse and showing us other versions of him when we don't even know this one. This is why I'm saying like the movie was a little bit too rushed. We weren't really ready for it. It's not a problem with this movie in particular. It's a problem with the DC you the whole Snyderverse in general which is why i'm not really as sad to see it go as you are jay they didn't do it right from the very beginning don't, uh, don't just... you mean we barely know yes i do mean that <laughs> thank you <laughs> yeah but that was that was wb's studio meddling that i love everything. i love the wordplay i'm all in yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah and then of course you know when he sees his younger self is basically his younger self is basically the one that becomes dark flash basically Yes, mm -hmm. yes, his younger self won't give up on that moment. Yeah. Um, but that, I will say this too. Um, with Especially when we get to the two berries interacting. I was actually kind of fascinated at the fact that, okay, out of all the special effects, that was the most impressive. Yes. Because I couldn't tell. On top of that, like, look, I don't like the fucker, but Ezra Miller great actor in this like great acting in this he almost carried the movie as much as keaton i was surprised that i found barry very likable in this film like i got to, you know the relationships with the two well not the I younger they, barry i couldn't stand the younger barry well, they were both oh, extremely I funny barry. i felt the there were times that they were both very had. funny very charismatic their chemistry worked i mean that's the kind of shit i probably would do with myself if i'm time travel but I, I do like that concept, and it's and I just thought there the effect worked. And I'm thinking, is that what the Freddy worked? Was it those special effects? Because I like wow. I like the special effects in this movie. I wasn't as happy with Ezra Miller as an actor as you seem to be, Jack. But that's you know we're all. Well, I'm saying, like I mean, separate the art from the artist. Like the person's terrible, but the, no, I I kind of relate him in comparison to like Mel Gibson. Mel Gibson's kind of a weirdo. But he can direct a good movie. He can make a damn good movie. Yeah. And Will's the same face. thing with Ezra Miller. Not a Will's face. terrible person, great actor. And it's like, God damn it, I'm supposed to hate you, Well, you here's asshole. the thing. I just kept reminding myself of everybody else that worked on this movie. Andy Muschietti, Michael Keaton, yeah. Sa Sasha Kale. By the way, I love her. Um, yeah. Like, just, I was just reminding myself, yes, Ezra Miller's the asshole here, but don't let him ruin everybody else who worked hard on the movie fair enough and yeah, but yeah but, but jack is right though the younger the, the the special effects of the younger barry and just the th that was good that was good camera work that was good special effects like i like like wow like I, i'm I actually, sure they had a body double i'm sure they filmed you know you know the tennis ball trick where they you know, they filmed it twice, the same scene twice. They did that sometimes. That for the most part, they did have a, a body double for Ezra Miller, but they also just CG'd over the face when they sometimes. Well, you they can't even tell. That's just amazing that you, you can't, can't even tell. tell. Yeah, sometimes are... you can't tell. Yeah. 
there are sometimes three... it's very clearly obvious which one's the CG double and which one's actually. You you you'd swear Ezra Miller had a twin brother and it was the evil twin brother that was causing all the bullshit and blaming it on the nice one. Well, I did like the di dynamic because again, they they told an origin story without being an origin story, but I like the fact that mm -hmm. older Barry lost his powers from the lightning. Younger Barry got his powers, and then now young, now older Barry's got to mentor him, tell him the, how to use his powers. Yeah, right. That and was a good dynamic. This. Even was... older Barry wasn't good at listening to people. He didn't listen to Bruce. He didn't listen to Alfred. So how do you expect younger Barry to listen to anybody? Like it's he's he didn't. You know he doesn't t listen to older him. But Fair. I will say this too: in the Batcave scene, younger Barry is like, "Oh wow, this is so cool." And then older Barry is just being a complete jerk for no reason. Like, I actually identified more with younger Barry, at least in that scene. I thought older Barry was way out of line. I, I thought both Barrys were kind of out of line most of the most of the time anyway. Yeah. Well, since we're, on the, for, since we're on that subject. For me, I feel, I personally was not a fan of uh, older Barry losing his power during that uh, whole thing. Hmm. I personally would have rather wanted to see a... Uh, like him getting like juiced up, like his powers get like maxed out, and then he has to like he realizes like my my powers are, like starting to get out of control instead of him just like I don't have my powers. Okay, well this is how you do it. Oh, you Sorry did that me. faster than I did. Okay, that personally that's a trope that I think is old. I, I personally would have rather seen a, a juiced up Barry as opposed to a no powers Barry trying to teach him how to do things. Huh. I'm glad you said that, but I do disagree. I actually really enjoyed the way it played out where I've got this out of control, super powered mini me, for lack of a better word, and I can't stop him. When he goes out of control and he starts doing stupid stuff, he's doing it so fast, I can't even do anything about it. Like, this just sucks. I, I, I kind of like that uh, that feeling of hopelessness. That I, I think did like the fact that they acknowledged that the Flash was there during the events of Man of Steel. Yeah, yes. which is something that was a good retcon. I actually liked that that he had yeah, he had like a stupid costume and he he was there with the General Zod battle. He tried to save the you know he saved the kid but he couldn't save. His... I actually like that. I it's kind of like what they did with Batman versus Superman where, where Bruce was there when yes. Zod went down yeah. and now we yeah. learned that Barry Barry was there too. Um, yeah. I here's what I did like about the movie. Um, it, back to the Barry and Barry thing. I love the fact that he, he's trying to find the Justice League. You find out he, he gets a hold of Aquaman's dad, and you find out he never met Atlanta. He mm -hmm. he sees that um, they finally acknowledge Cyborg. They see that this is where they differed from Flashpoint. Cyborg never happened. He's I mean the Victor Stone is still playing for the Gotham Knights, but he mm -hmm. never got in the car accident. Uh, Superman. We find out Superman's been intercepted by Zod. No more on that later. And what, the, here's the thing that bothered me, though. Wonder Woman. So they, they, he couldn't find Wonder Woman. And if I recall, in the Flashpoint, the Amazons are at war with the Atlanteans. They'd completely... Like, Wonder Woman is just out of the picture completely. And they well, well say, that, like, that the, one, the events of Wonder Woman did happen... But I think because the events of Batman v Superman never happened, and and what so hasn't on, happened yet? It's so that's what's kind of kept her still stuck in the Amazons. We're probably fighting against the Atlanteans, so that's just been their occupation now. They're not worried about yeah, God. but but technically Diana Prince is still still on Earth. Yeah, because the events of Wonder Woman 
both the first Wonder Woman and the second Wonder Woman would have already happened, but she just has yet to meet either uh, Bruce or Cal. Yeah, but My Lex, well, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm just you, a little you, bothered you that like they didn't, that they didn't acknowledge By the time the, the Zod attack happened, and by the time all that was going down, she would have been too late to get there. They left it ambiguous, but my interpretation was there is no Wonder Woman. There may be no Amazons. There may be no Themyscira. He may have accidentally created a world without metahumans. The repercussions of what he did went further back in time than when he landed. And it could have went back so far that there is no island. There is no Themyscira. There are no Wonder Woman or, or, or anything like that. She just may not exist in this timeline. And, and maybe the Atlant Atlantis didn't exist either because, you know, Aquaman's dad was with some other weird chick, so... <laughs> yes. And yeah. it also might mean there's no dark side. It probably doesn't mean that, unfortunately, because there's still a Krypton and there's Yeah, still I was going to say, Zod. there is... We just know that Krypton still exists. General Zod, obviously, is coming to an Earth where... With no protector, basically. Yeah, um, but one of my favorite scenes here, um, and Jay, I gave you the pictures for this, so maybe you can cue them up. Yes, I got you. Mortal Kombat is visible in the background, and you can see it. Um, I guess he's got like a two PC setup. He's got the two monitors. Yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Tunes wallpaper. So on Mortal one. Kombat still exists. <laughs> Mortal yeah, Kombat. It's a video game, but it's. I doubt we're ever gonna get Mortal Kombat versus DC as a movie. It, maybe well, maybe as an animated movie, hopefully someday. <laughs> So Wait, Joe, say that again. I said it's time frame specific because it's Mortal Kombat 9. Oh, you're right. You're right. That would have been the most recent Mortal Kombat game because he went back to 2013 and the most recent game would have been in 2011. So good point. I also noticed in Barry's bedroom, there's a poster for Inception. Oh, man. That yeah, in, in Barry's uh, home bedroom, there's a poster for Inception. Cool. So... Guess no, I guess Barry's a fan right of Nolan now. then. Oh, and the, there's oh. one Easter egg joke I like that in this timeline, Eric Stoltz was still Marty McFly. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty cool. That that reminded me of Last Action Hero, where they go, where he goes into like the Schwarzenegger movie, and they go to see Terminator, and it's Stallone. I'm like, that's funny. <laughs> You're right. You're right. Now. uh... I know since we were talking about Wonder Woman, I want to do my my own little flashpoint rewind here because we did skip over the Lasso of Truth scene. <laughs> which oh, that was, was my favorite one. Hilarious, I think. Well, we talked yes. about that briefly. Yeah, we, we talked about it briefly, but uh, but yeah, since we're on Wonder Woman, yeah, I, that, that was, like I said, I, yeah, that was a funny scene. About how Bruce has too much of an ego to ever actually say thank you. Yeah. Yes, and... Uh, Barry saying, I know what sex is, I've just never done it before. <laughs> that was pretty hilarious. Sex was a metaphor. Yeah. <laughs> just let it go, Barry. And, and uh, I'll just say this. So we covered that. Okay. We need to talk about the main reason we all went to see this because when I, given all the stuff Ezra Miller's went through, I didn't go into this thinking this was the flash. I turned my brain off and said, okay, Jack, pretend. This is Tim Burton's Batman 3 if McDonald's didn't fire him 30 years ago. We need to talk about Keaton because okay. he carried this movie. I Listen, I love Keaton the movie, but here's what I hated, Jack. I'm sorry, I'm, you're probably going to be pissed off at me, Jack. I hated the fact 
that Michael Keaton's Batman retired because he was he was no longer needed in Gotham. I hated that. I hated that. I hated that. I can, I can explain Gotham. that. I can explain that anomaly to you and how it kind of makes sense. I mean, so, I liked Keaton's performance in this movie. I thought he did a really good job. Uh, it, it honestly felt like a, a nice continuation from Batman Returns. Yeah. Um, I I do kind of wish like probably. It would probably wouldn't have been possible at the time, but I kind of do wish we would have seen seen or heard about um, his Robin uh, back when Tim Burton wanted to do Robin, which would have been uh, one of the Wayans brothers. That I feel like that would have been a nice little like nice little. Now, now here's here's the thing. I, I want to bring this up because as a Burton Batman lore enthusiast, I kind of know how this kind of makes sense because. There is a comic book, Batman 89, yes, that yes. continues after, that has that Robin, it has mm-hmm. Harvey, uh, Billy D. Williams' Two-Face, because that's the thing. Those are the questions I had. What happened to Alfred? What happened to Gordon? What happened to Harvey? Did the Riddler happen? Did Batgirl happen? Was, was it, because according to DC, they did confirm that the Burton movies and the Richard Donner Supermans are part of the same universe. They are part of the same canon. So, did that Batman eventually meet Superman? When did they confirm did... that? No, but there were, there were, there's been the sort of... I can't remember I think where, it's just the comics. where DC did kind of explain that they are somewhat canon uh, to each other. I did I... like the fact that they, they've excluded a certain other version of Batman, which we'll get to later, but... Okay, so Jack, so, of... why did, so why was Batman no longer needed? Okay, so because it's not really about what happened to him in the last 30 years. That's the part I had to turn my brain off because I knew they weren't going to answer those questions. What it was is that because of the time fuck-up that Barry did, remember, Batman said, Batflake said, you could fuck up everything. That also means that what happened was when Barry went through time, and we now have the Keaton's Batman because Keaton's Batman, that whole lore got warped into the Snyderverse creating a clusterfuck. It created a massive clusterfuck. So by the time, late, okay, later on when Barry does fix it, all that stuff is put back where they belong. It's all put back. So yes, the stuff, all that's like the stuff you want to see with Keaton's Batman post Batman Returns did happen. It's just been put back in its place. This is, ba- we're basically stuck in a time warp. I would say, in a, in a paradox, where once it's fixed, things go back to normal. So, in that, yes, in that timeline, there is stuff with Batman that did continue after Returns. Yeah, right, because right. he made Gotham safe again. Well, yeah, but because he's stuck in the... I, I did only like because it, of though. the Snyderverse, like, I didn't murder. like it, though. I, I hate the fact... I don't like that. Batman... Okay, fuck the Dark Knight trilogy, but here's the thing. Here's the one thing that Snyderverse got right. Batman oh, minute, never stopped being Batman. He's been Batman for 20-some-odd years. I expected the same from Michael Keaton, that he was Batman for 30, 40 years or whatever. Like, I don't like the fact that he just stopped. I hated, I hated that. Well, I hated they, that. They, never, they, they said he stopped, but we never found out when. That's the part they kept... Still, like, I didn't quiet. like that. Well, I don't, I don't know if we need every little detail, but I will say this, um, to your point. The Rumble Dragon just left us a comment in the chat saying they confirmed on CBN, that's Comic Book Nation, that the 78 and 89 verses were connected. So yes, so. the Richard Donner Superman and the Keaton Batman, they do share the same timeline. We did in some form get a world's finest. 
and the Justice League, but bec again, because of the Flash time I, I don't check, think they should make comments like that because I think that restricts their freedom in the movie to tell a different story, which is what I think happened here. In this version, Batman seemed to have no idea who Superman was. He never. That's heard of because it. of the flat. Because of the the fuck up that the Flash did. The Flash no, fucked. That's not. That's not, just not how fine, it comes but... across, though. I mean, I'm just saying. Like when I see this movie, the way it looks to me, he cre Flash went back in time, changed something, created the '89 verse Batman. That's how it looks. Yeah, like and I said, the canned tomatoes cause General Zod to intercept Kal El. That's the thing. It's not just right. a time paradox. It's a multiverse paradox. I know, I just explain. don't like... Okay, Jack, I'm just going to say this. I just don't like that decision. I would have preferred well, that Batman never stopped being Batman. He, like, he... Because Gotham is, like, forever corrupted, like, I mean, forever... I, I, I would have liked that, too, but because that's the thing. If you're setting up Keaton's Batman 30 years later post-Batman Returns, you've got, like, 20,000 questions to ask. Okay. Where, what, and, what was the whole Jack, 30 years of history? Okay, Jack, here's another thing. He was able to put on the suit, kick some ass, not be rusty at all. Oh, that's, fuck yeah. That's why I would prefer if, if He should be fucking rusty. If, 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 it would have been more sense if, if he never stopped being Batman, if Gotham City's forever corrupted, forever crime-ridden, then it makes more sense for him to whoop some ass even in his 70s because he's been fighting crime for so fucking long. I hate the well, fact know, that he I stopped, really like... grew a stupid mustache and long hair. Cut your hair, Batman, you bum. <laughs> I really like this scene. So, like, I, I just did not like that decision. I hated it. I hated well, it. But Michael like Keaton was if awesome, that, If though. that's what you believe in, then you have to answer what happened to Robin, what happened to Gordon, what happened to Alfred, what happened to Harvey. Yeah, they don't have much... Thing that I think would kind of... I don't know, because I, I didn't watch this show all that much. But I think it might explain it a little bit because D DC Comics movies and stuff don't explain everything. It leads to the imagination a little bit. What's going on with Batman Beyond? Is he mentoring him? Like, is well, is something... I mean, like even in, even in the Crisis on on CW, we do go to Earth eighty nine and we see Alexander Knox is still in All right. Gotham. Okay, right. so... I want to do this real quick, real quick. I'm just going to ask yes no question to Tab Monk. Joe and Wildman. Just, just do, do, okay. we'll go, just say yes or no. Tamon, did you like the fact that Batman stopped being Batman? Yes or no? Yes. Wildman, did you like the fact that Mike, Michael Keaton's Batman stopped being Batman? Yes or no? Indifferent. Joe, did you like the fact that Michael Keaton stopped being Batman? Yes or no? Uh, I I can understand it, but no, I didn't really like. It. Okay, so we're divided. We're all divided. Okay. He was effective it's crime paradox that, that if it's all a paradox and when the Flash fixed things, then he then he went back to being Batman and all that shit. Then it's, then we have it all fixed up. See that's the thing. I try to fix. I try to make sense of things as much as possible. I, so. I, I know you did. I just I just I just hated it. It, it bothered it bothered the fuck out of me. It was like the one the least. Fi it's one of the things I hated about the movie. I I, I love I love seeing Michael Keaton. Bruce love seeing left his door unlocked. He left his door ajar. He has all these security systems, and, he, and these two Barry Allens just walk right in. They didn't talk about phasing. They could have had the door locked, and they phased in. No, he just kind of pushed the door open. Uh, hello? Anybody home? Also, we see the Batmobile, and he doesn't drive it! Ah! Yeah. Well, uh, okay. well, I'm actually speaking of the Batmobile. 
we they just released some photos and stuff today from the canceled Batgirl movie where the Batmobile was gonna be used. Yeah, I hope they uncancel that pictures. movie. I would like yeah. to see it, but um, I I just I'm not a fan of hey we made a movie we filmed it we shot it hey eh, you know what we're just gonna toss it all out like no that's not cool they should just release mm -hmm. it. I agree. Good yeah, and I don't care. Sh show up. And actually, to your question, Jay, about oh Batman just stopped being Batman for thirty years. Yeah, like. Did the, the, did the death of Matt Shrek really kill just pretty much all the crime in Gotham? Did the death of the Penguin just say, that's it, crime's over, we're done here? I find it hard to believe, because Gotham City, in the comics, is one of those places that, it, it's just, it's, it's like Detroit, you know, it's like Oakland, it, it's, it's, it's crime-ridden, crime it will never stop, it will never be safe. Returns and all that shit. Where the fuck is Catwoman? Yeah. Where's sure. Michelle Pfeiffer? Why didn't they get her involved? She I mean, they couldn't. They probably didn't have enough again. time to explain all that. That's, a, I, that's why I feel like with all the changes, there was probably stuff explaining all that, but they just cut it for time. You know, I have a question actually. Um, is it true that the, the the Joel Schumacher movies they they place in a different? You know, they're not being yes. Seen as okay, that is called the, the Schumacher verse. That is actually okay. So, it's not so real quick, the Schumachers are okay. So the Schumachers are sequels to the first two Batman movies, but but the first two Batman movies don't acknowledge the Schumacher movies. If that makes any sense. Okay, okay. let me. They actually let me put it like this. They've removed it from canon. But think of it this way, if the first two Burton movies were the Sam Raimi trilogy, the Schumacher movies are the Amazing Spider-Man. That's how you gotta see it. I, they, I guess you can look at it like that, but the thing is, Batman Forever acknowledged, you know, the Joker killing his parents. Well, briefly, well, kind of. They kind of, it, they didn't, they never say the Joker, they never mention, they, they only, like, show a visual. And, Just, hold on, Jack, Batman Triumphant was supposed to have Madonna as Harley Quinn as Joker's daughter. But that never happened. So I know it did, but I'm just saying that, that, that those movies that would have been were, were sequels to the Batman, the first two Batman movies, but now since Batman 89 comics, they wiped those they wiped the Schumachers away. The Schumachers are part of their own universe, which I and I, I, I do like those movies, but I do like the fact they're separate and, and so on. But yeah, I love Keaton in this, and I also love the fact that the 89 Danny Elfman music was used yes. appropriately. That was great. It wasn't overdone. They used it when it was available, which I'll admit, I've listened to the soundtrack right after, and I'm so pissed off about this, that there's themes that play the Danny Elfman theme that are missing in the soundtrack, specifically the airdrop. When you hear the classic theme, nowhere on the soundtrack, and I'm, I'm kind of pissed off at the Where did Batman Warner get the music. laughing teeth from the Joker? Yeah, yeah, the the, the 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 laughing box from the Joker. That's uh, that. How that did he get that? The box. How did he get that? Uh, he probably. Well, I mean, okay. So in the comic adaptation, when they find the box, they also find uh, because uh, they also find Knox in a bat suit or in like the cowl, cause or something. But I think honestly, Batman got probably Batman 
probably ask Gordon to take the evidence so he could just uh, check it out before he gave it back or whatever. I was just thinking about that the other day. Like, wait a minute. Like, he wasn't there when the like the, the police recovered the body. Batman wasn't there. Well, when... well, maybe maybe there was a point. Maybe after Gordon died, uh, Batman went into his office and retrieved. The I box. mean, it was a nice little Easter egg, but, I'm, but and I laughed. But I'm then, but now like later I'm like, wait a minute though, he wasn't like, how did he get that? But uh, that's okay. That's he probably Commissioner when Gordon, Gordon died. Commissioner Gordon gave it to when, him later. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's so all right, I'll buy it. And... Okay, fine, I'll buy it. Use your imagination. Back to the Michael Keaton stuff. Um, yes. I did like his performance in this, but shout out to his fucking stunt double because that was amazing, Marshall. First CG yes. double, yes. And Joe. Joe. The best part was when there were two flashes and Batman just kept beating up the older one and the younger one didn't get hit at all. I freaking yeah. loved that scene. It was so funny the way the older one just kept taking a beating until finally they all just decided to put aside their differences and have a bowl of spaghetti and explain the whole thing. I, I will oh, say yeah. if I ever and meet And he said the King. exact same thing that Ben Affleck said too. If I ever met Michael Keaton, my biggest question is, what does bat spaghetti taste like? I want to actually try it because it looks it's delicious. not bat spaghetti. It's just normal spaghetti. <laughs> I don't care. It's way. bat spaghetti. It's not. It's mom spaghetti. Ah, there you go. <laughs> There's vomit on a That's sweater a already. That's acceptable answer. <laughs> but uh, I, I want to skip ahead to when they rescued Supergirl. Yes! Yeah. Trying to rescue yes. Alright, Sasha Kalel, I'm gonna say this. She's Mexican. I'm half Mexican, so it's just it was just nice to see a Mexican supergirl. Also Never thought I'd see Batman in Soviet Russia. I'm that, okay okay, that was a great nod to two things. One, Superman Red Sun and Injustice and Flashpoint. Mm. They got that right. Okay, Injustice. The end of the first one. Superman gets thrown in a Red Sun prison. Uh Red Sun Superman. That's the Elseworlds story where the where the the ship the Superman's ship Kal-El's ship pod lands in Russia, mm -hmm. and then finally, um, Flashpoint. Superman is imprisoned, even though this time it was Supergirl, but it was a good it was He's a good emaciated. Easter egg. Fla but yes. Flash Superman is in the Red Sun prison, and Cyborg is the new Superman of that of that universe. And, and there's a fourth one. The boys were Soldier Boy is trapped in Russia. Yeah. 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 Jay, so I, I just thought up. that was cool. That the, 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 the I I loved it. That was a really really good Easter egg to, to those who are familiar with the some of those Russian stories and, and elsewhere stories. I'm actually familiar yeah. with all those. I'm glad you brought them up. There are a lot of uh, I guess you could call them inevitable intersections. Yes. Yeah. Jay, Jay, you brought this up. Okay. If you ask, how did Batman get the Joker box? Okay, here's a question. How okay. the fuck did he get the Batwing that crashed in 89 back to the Batcave and repair it? Well, this is a new Batwing. He rebuilt it. No, yeah. it's, it's uh, he the has same the one, but he probably just modded it and like cut some I, stuff. I, I, well, they kind of explained the good, and, and I hate to say it, Schumacher's Batman and Robin. Master Wade, can you please bring this one back in one piece? I always got the impression Alfred always rebuilt whatever Bat boat, bat wing, bat mobile. He kept. That's just. I, I did. I'll admit, I did love the updated bat wing in this. Yes. I did. That like was cool. That, that, anything with the bat wing was great. Bat this one has oh. to go toe to toe with Kryptonian ships, so you know he has to make sure it's the best of the best. Also, kudos to the director. Something I love that the director did, as also like staying in tune with the Keaton films. Is that I, you don't see this with Ben Affleck or any others. I love the fact that there's always those close-ups of Batman pressing buttons, 
using gadgets, those close-ups. You never see that in many of the other later films, but that was something that the old movies did. They always show a close-up of him grabbing a gadget or pressing a button, and I like that little nod in terms of cinematography and editing. That is a really good observation. I never would have picked up on it that it was based on that, but I did ap appreciate those yeah. scenes, especially the flip phone, as he called it. I wouldn't call it a flip phone. It was it's a, a it's a it's a Batberry. It's a it Batberry. It was a slide out keyboard. It's a and gadget. Supergirl so killed, cause she's not Kal El. She killed. She had no problem killing. She's not Kal El. She was brought up right. different. She uh, doesn't but, like but listen, humans. The way Zod was stopped in the original timeline was through being killed. So, you know, there's that. And also, very quickly, question. Opinions on the new Batsuit. The new update Keaton Batsuit. Awesome. Yeah, oh. 10 out of 10. And also, they, they had a blue one. Did you see that there was a blue one, too? Well, here's the thing. I wanted to bring this up. The suits are meant to represent his history because you notice there's two suits prior to 89. So those are basically his first two years as Batman. So by the time we get to 89, he's practically in his first third year, his third year as Batman. And what I love is that it starts as blue, moves into black. And also you notice how the first suit is very much reminiscent of almost like DC number 27, the first comic. And then by the second suit, it's almost Adam West looking. And then you go into the Burton stuff onward. So I don't know if they got that specific with it, but you can tell that those suits represent that there's been a lot of history and not yeah. all of it was presented on screen. Yes. Yeah. What I really liked was Sasha Kaye when she was like, okay, well, screw you guys. I'm going off on my own. And then once she saw what Zod was doing to everyone, she came back, helped Barry, and then was like, okay, I will help you fight Zod since you know that my family symbol stands for hope. I. I like that Barry, that, I'm just gonna call him Prime Barry, uh, got his powers back. Um, that was just like a Flashpoint. Yes. I, I also thought it was uh, kind of cool that uh, younger Barry just took a random bat suit that Keaton had lying around it and made his own suit. It was, it was the It was the 92 suit, actually, to be, uh, to be uh, more precise. It was the 92 costume. Okay. But it, but it was, but I get your point. It was cool that he took a bat suit and just modified it to be a flash. It was so half-assed, and it's like, well, yeah, you need a suit. And he specifically yeah. said, the the 28-year-old Flash specifically said, oh uh, no, I'm sorry, 18-year-old Flash said that the suit hurts a certain part of his body, and yep. that this mm -hmm. one felt more comfortable. Yeah, I, actually, I love that. There's also a nod to the fact that he, poor Keaton yeah. could never move his head. So like when they're in the Batwing, and Young Barry like turns his head, you just see the the the, the cowls just like all like messed up when he turns his head so they oh, just ripped that part off i'm like thank you yeah you know what that is a, like look even me who wears this thing i can't move my head in this damn thing so yeah i could see it would be restrictive what i like the fact that they mentioned that there's a restaurant in this universe called banana bees clearly a parody of applebee's yeah oh um, that's that, that. They mentioned, they mentioned that, and they mentioned another one called Downtown Abbey's. They, they just mentioned these two restaurant chains that do not exist in the real world. They only exist because Flash obviously screwed up the time stream. Um, also, you say, yeah, you know, Supergirl that. kills. I love the fact that Batman technically still kills in this. Like, he's still killing, like, Russian soldiers. I see half of those moves. I'm like, that man is dead. Yeah, no, that's a good point, too. But, but I liked, like I said, I liked, the thing I liked about Supergirl, too, this is going to sound mean, and I, I don't mean to bring up the woke shit or nothing like that, but, like, I like the fact that Supergirl, I had, I was just worried that they're going to make Supergirl more powerful than Superman. 
eh, nope. She's no, no Superman. That. And even even with the codex in her blood, she's still not Kal-El. She's still right, not she's powerful enough character. to kill Zod. I appreciated that. Thank you. Thank you, DC and Andy Muschietti, for not making her OP. Make, making Supergirl more powerful than Superman didn't really make a whole lot of sense because you kind of figure if they were both on Krypton, Superman would have been stronger than her. And now that they're both on Earth and they're both super Well, remember, Kal-El was raised by the Kents, learned to use his powers. Uh, she was trapped in a red sun for God knows how long. Yeah. No. Oh, and, and yeah, when she they never really learned when... how to properly use her powers. Once she just got out in the sun, she's like, okay, well, I'm just going to start doing stuff. I love that scene where they get back to Wayne Manor and you see Keaton stitching himself up. I love the fact his age comes into play here. Like, he's 70-something. He's like, he can only do it. But I love that scene where he's just stitching himself up and he looks in the mirror and he has that look of, yeah, I can still pull this off. I can still do this. I can still be the no, hero. Still got it. Like the world you got it. They did, they did show how she can't really control her powers yet when they did that whole uh, thing where she hears everything and she's got to have right. a headache. Yeah. yeah. So she yeah. can't control. Yeah, yeah but like point, I said, I mean, it was just cool that she wasn't like OP and whatever. Uh, uh, Wabit, were yeah. you going to say something about Supergirl too? Uh, I mean, I just, I enjoyed Sasha Kai's performance immensely. She, she yeah. brought a different energy to the character and I really yes. enjoyed it. And yeah, she, I felt, and I she felt will bad. not. She will not be sharing the screen with Henry. I, I felt. Well, bad there, we'll died. get to that. But there was a scene that they were together, but they they took it out. We'll get to that. There was three different endings. I felt bad when Supergirl died in this movie. Part of me was hoping that when Barry gets to the future, part of him would have said, "Hey, we should go to Russia and check this out. There just may be a Supergirl pod somewhere." Dude, she might my be my okay. So my other favorite scene of the movie, besides like I said, but the first was my Ben Affleck scene with with Barry. My other favorite scene, my God, please give Michael Shannon his flowers. The oh, scene, great. the he most powerful one-liner of the movie. I intercepted the pod. The infant did not survive. What did yeah, you do? I was like, oh my we, we god. That was the best part of the movie. Michael Shannon. Shannon at that moment. Michael hey, Shannon was the best part of the movie. The, the infant did not serve. Oh, I love the way he said it. With no remorse. General Zod has no remorse. At that point, that's where she became as powerful as Superman, I feel. But it because wasn't enough. Like not quite. It wasn't enough. Snap his neck. Yeah. But behind the scenes with Michael Shannon there. Uh, he took like it took like six months of training and everything for the for Man of Steel. It took like six months of training. They had to do a ton of filming and everything for this. He was in and out in three weeks, and he mm -hmm. still managed to deliver. And that Zach Zack Snyder gave him. He didn't want to do the movie because he didn't like how right, Zack Snyder yeah, was treated. Yeah, uh, Zack Snyder work. gave his blessing. Gave him the blessing to go ahead and do it. Yeah, but I'm just yeah. glad that. Oh, I'm sorry, I was disappointed with Dark Flash. So I'm glad that Michael Shannon's Zod made more of an impact in, as a villain, and in, in, this, in this timeline, I, in this that universe. That was my other big problem. With this the thing movie. that no one's talking about in this universe, Zod wins. Zod wins. That was yeah. fucking that awesome. Whole, I wish that whole they would have. Battle was awesome. I had fun with, with the that fight. Flash story since this this movie at one point was just called. Flashpoint. This was just going to be a straight-up adaptation of the Flashpoint comic book, but then they just turned it back into the Flash. I, 
What? It still makes me want to rewatch it and see if I catch a glimpse of a yellow blur somewhere. I do as well. Because I would have loved seeing Reverse Flash more than just Barry Allen variant variant number three. Is yeah. No, I'm a, I'm with you, Wild Band. I'm I'm with you 100% on that. Well, I'm just glad that we got to see. I'm just so glad we got to see Zod. I'm glad this, it was cool to see Zod win. Zod when I was wins. Watching it, I, was I always win. If anyone knows that reference. When I was watching this movie, I was predicting that that uh, mysterious speedster who knocked him out in the beginning would prove to be him at a, at a, from an alternate future. Like him just going through some fucked up time and, and was coming back now to try to fix his, fix his mistake. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. That's how they played it. I'll, I'll just right. say this. The whole battle in, in that whole with the military and all that stuff, that was fun. I had a lot of fun at that at that fight scene. Yeah, that, 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 was, an awesome, that was an awesome final battle, awesome finale. Um, Let's talk about all the cameos, all the different appearances that they did. Oh, boy. Uh, okay, so oh, boy. Wait, 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 wait. Before, before we get to that, I just want to say one thing. So the second time you see Michael Keaton die, did you listen to the music when Michael Keaton died, when Barry held him. No. Did you didn't hear the fucking Batman theme? Like, the the, the, the the sad Batman theme when he died? Oh, no. Watch it's it again. Good. Listen okay. to the music. They actually played, like, the the Batman, the, the Danny Elfman Batman theme as he was dying in a okay. sad way. And then on I top of that... This. The last thing that that Batman said to Barry was the exact same thing that Ben Affleck said to uh, not Barry. this time, uh, some another other time. time. Yes. Yes, that's what I was gonna say too. It was great when they that did was those brilliant. callbacks. Okay, I caught that. I thought it was amazing. The next time they did a callback was him saying like, "Not every problem has a solution." Then they had mm-hmm. to go and do a flashback to the mom saying it. It's like, okay, you didn't have to hit us over the head with it. I got it. Yeah. I remember her saying And then he also that. said, Barry, you brought me back. You brought me back. I, I did. I, I like that line. I loved it. For, what what for, a great send-off. I mean, I had a feeling Michael Keaton like was going to die, but what a great send-off. I wish he didn't. I, I would have rather both super... I, okay, I personally would have rather them either lose the fight or win the fight, but... Either either outcome, neither Supergirl nor there Pat were three Moore endings. Wild dies. I was I thought that was kind of dumb. Like, oh, we brought back Michael Keaton, he dies. Oh, we well, no, 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 Wild Band. There was a different. There was a there was another ending where I, instead I of George Clooney, we, we get to the other ending in theaters. We will like, get to okay, that. We gotta so do the cameos first, then we'll get to the end. And also, just again, like I said, because Flash fixed things, Batman's still around. That Keaton Batman just went back to his own universe. Uh, yeah, but yeah, I, just like I said, I'm just gonna say to you guys next. If you watch the movie again, listen to the music when Barry holds on his when 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 Keaton dies. Listen. Yes, and also Will, when you watch the movie again, watch out for that scene where they talk about banana bees. That's in Bruce Wayne's mansion. That scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I was gonna say this: when they were t- when they the, the two Barrys were going back and forth and trying to make this work and trying to fix this battle. I thought it was kind of a lost cause because so Superman was already dead. So, if you're trying to save a world without Superman, it's almost a world not even worth saving. And Barry realized that. Well, Prime Barry realized that. That's what he I does. liked. Is he realized it? He does. And then um, he also realized this is where this is why I like it better than Spider Verse. Was Barry knew that his mom had to die for this to work. Whereas Miles, the, the story is, cool. if you have access to time travel, don't change shit. 
don't. Just don't. Like, any millennial who thinks we're going to go back in time and stop certain historical events, don't fucking do it. Let it happen. So, but what I thought they needed, what, what I thought that scene could have used was maybe, like, where they talk, they, they try to collaborate, they try to come up with some sort of a solution. Someone could have said something like, you know, I went forward in time to view alternate futures to see all the possible outcomes of this conflict. How many did you see? 14 million and 605. How many did we win? One. Yeah. Yeah, no, sorry, sorry. There's no Doctor Strange to help out this time. Yeah, but that was... Uh, I guess that, that would be that strange was powerful. I just love the fact that Barry came to a realization and then, then we see the dark, dark Flash. By the way, Dark Flash was more egregious... I'm gonna say this right here, right now. Was more egregious than Ares and Wonder Woman. What a waste. You see him at the very. What a waste of a villain. Like it was. It was stupid. I'm sorry. Like he wasn't a villain. He just wanted to save his mom. I know, but it was just. It was just such a letdown. Like he, I mean, he I guess Zod kind of makes up for it. Felix on steroids. It shouldn't have been Barry variant number seventy-three. It should have yeah, just been. Realize he, he, he was. He was fixing Felix on crack. That That's third flash. If it was gonna be Barry. It was gonna be Savitar. Oh, oh no, no, yeah, that, 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 that would have been way better, Joe. Yeah. <laughs> that third flash knew that he had to kill himself, and so he killed the younger version of Barry that he had come from. Yeah. Not the 28-year-old version of Barry that wasn't his past. But the now, before that happens, we see. Okay, this is what because I love. Because Barry realized that the future had he like the future had to change. Younger Barry didn't want to give up. He's like, I can. And do because this of that. We have now opened not just Flashpoint, but Crisis on Infinite Earths. And then I guess now we can talk cameos. Okay, let's just get Thank it off you. the bat. Nicolas Cage is Superman. Yes! Yes! Amazing. Yes! 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 Be happy for Nicolas Cage. I he he loves Superman. Thanks of this scene. Also, if you know the history of Superman lives, he fights a giant spider. Mm -hmm. That's right. Like, here's the I thing. Saw the, I saw the like, Kevin Smith stand-up on this. I, I saw, we've seen the behind-the-scenes photos of this from years ago. I can't believe they did this cameo. Wow, what a treat for hardcore, long-time DC fans. Yeah. yeah like, I mean, Cage here's the thing. I, I think Nicolas Cage, even now, could do Superman. He just needed a better script. Like, I think he would be a good Superman, personally. I know, I agree. He, he He's the most passionate Superman on... Uh, guy on the planet. Like, now, I haven't been keeping up with this, but can anybody tell me? Have we? Have they made public statements? Has Nicolas Cage made a public statement about this scene? Has Val Kilmer made was, a statement about being left out? I think he did give it his okay, and he did. I think he did show up. I think because it was a CG model. I don't yeah. think he was in the costume, um, but I think he did give it the okay. Um, I don't know about. Uh, okay, I love the scene. I was expecting this to happen. And I was expecting it to be a bit nicer and more respected, but I did appreciate we did see Christopher Reeve, Superman, but man, that effect, oof, oof. Okay, I can get past it, because it was cool seeing, it was cool seeing him with Heather Slater together. That was cool, because yeah. we never saw that. I and of course, it. George Reeves, we know what's really funny about George Reeves? Ben Affleck! Played George Reeves Superman in a biopic. I remember that, yeah. Hollywoodland. Like, so, but yeah, but seeing George Reeves, Adam West. Okay, so I just found this out today. Linda Carter, um, 
uh, Jor-El from, from Superman 78. Marlon uh, Brando. Marlon Brando and, and Cesar Romero were caught. Yeah, and, and, and here's the thing. Okay, also, hi, where's uh, where's my Shaquille O'Neal as uh, a Steel cameo in that <laughs> universe? Does anybody care about Steel in this I, I, I just think it would have been funny as hell. so. Jack like, does. Because I just want to see everything. Here's the thing, because I was expecting this to happen with the Reeve stuff, but what I wanted to see was, like, especially if they were going to include Cavill Superman in this somehow. Or what I would have loved to see was that if you ever play Kingdom Hearts, and you know how Mickey is sort of the key to all the all the worlds, all the universes, in a way? Huh? Huh? Yeah. Kind of. I would have imagined, like, all this time shit in the multiverse and all this crisis stuff is happening, and the one who actually kind of makes, like, kind of, like, says, okay, time the fuck out, would have been if we see, like, a light flash from above, we see all flash and dark flash all looking up, and you hear the Planet Krypton theme by John Williams, and you see what is we all assume is going to be Superman's some variant come down and say, okay, guys, it's time to cop, like, without saying anything, come down and just cop purify everything, and it should have been Christopher Reeve. That's what I would have liked as sort of a final send-off for Reeve Superman, but it just... I liked that he was there, but I was expecting a little better and a little bit more respect. I thought it was done tastefully. I, I mean, like Nicolas it. Cage makes up for any lack of cameo. Nicolas Cage makes up for any yeah. of it. But the one, yeah. to see that finally visualized. The Remember, Christopher Reeve fought his own version of General Zod that was different from this one. Yeah. Um, so yeah. His, that experience could have helped here. He probably... It would have been great. He probably could have fixed everything. Christopher Reeve Superman just flies into the scene, kills Zod, zips back out to his own Earth. Everybody The daughter Zod was also supposed to be in the film, but that got cut. Yeah, but the, Joe, one, the one universe we didn't see that I wanted to see, I was hoping to see just a nod to the Arrowverse, and they didn't do anything. Mm. That was weird, especially because Ezra Miller popped into the yes. CW Arrowverse for an episode. I, I, I actually would have loved to have seen the third Batman visualized. Like, how cool would it have been to see, like, a quick brief thing of, like, Robin Williams as the rumored Riddler at the time of that movie coming out? Yeah, true. That may be difficult to pull off. Yeah. Yeah. Also, no Bat no Matt Reeves universe at all in this. No nod to Matt Reeves, no nod to Joaquin's Joker. They, they didn't have to. Those movies are. St we didn't need to see that, and we. I'm glad they didn't do the Nolan Nolan movies either. There was, wasn't there a rumor that Christian Bale was supposed to be in this. I wasn't. I never heard that. No. Like I think the rumor was that if they couldn't get Keaton, they were gonna get Bale. Well, yeah, I guess since they got Keaton, then that worked yeah. out. Yeah. No, I, I like I said that was. I look, know look, it was fan Adam West, but again, the Adam West tribute. I really yeah, like that. That was nice. I like that. That was yes. okay. That was okay. It wasn't fully like shown upon i mean because like here's the thing like i like the fact that crisis actually did that okay by having burt ward establish that robin's still around yeah and um it's funny because like a year before he died the, at, you're about the cw verse yeah, yeah I'll, I'll say this yeah. I, actually a year before he died i did meet adam west and he was a really nice guy oh me really too nice I met guy in person. like 2005 yeah. no he died in uh no, it was like, I think 2019, actually. 2018, 2019, Adam West passed away. 
Yeah. Yeah, I met him. I met him then, well before he passed. I, I met him and Burt Ward, uh, ironically enough, and they were both extremely nice. So, yeah, he was great. And yeah. Can we jump to the greatest? Well, I don't know if we want to call it the greatest. It was the most eccentric. Uh, that was cameo. a troll ending. I loved it because I, I love those as, movies. As much as I, I laughed. Don't mind, as much I laughed. As I don't mind George Clooney as Batman. I'll, that's what that's the one that's one of the few things that just perplexed me in this movie. I'm like, oh, you're you're here. So okay. basically, what they establish, what, the what I love is what they, what they establish is that the Snyderverse. The I know, I know that that I know the Clooney ending is one of three endings for this movie, yeah. but and if you pay attention to like some of the more recent TV spot marketing, you will see the quote-unquote original ending meant for this movie with Supergirl and uh, and Michael Keaton. I'm like, I would have much rather seen that ending because that technically yeah. would have made some and sense. And I'm not going to lie, guys. I almost cried when he put really? the tomatoes back. To the tomatoes back. Dude, I, I almost like, cried. Dude, what the hell, oh, movie? Yeah, that, that was, it was really nice seeing, like, seeing, okay, I have to... That was powerful. I loved that it. And that was the other best part of the movie. Fix what I, that saves uh, his that dad. Basically that, it back how it was. It doesn't but save then his mom. Fixes, but then he still tried to fix it. It doesn't yeah. save his mom, but it does get his dad out of jail. Because he, yeah. he looked up. Yep. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because like, oh, the tomatoes are on the top shelf. Oh, you you tampered with it again. Okay. Yeah. Well, I, uh, I that, cried, that though. That is was... why there are repercussions for doing so. And now we have George Clooney as Batman. But one thing I would have loved <laughs> that we didn't get to see is I would have loved to see, like, an ice cream man or something there, and it's Arnold Schwarzenegger. That oh, my gosh. That would have been too much. You know what great? No, I would have loved is that Clooney comes out, they have that scene, and right before Clooney, like, walks off frame, you see in the car, Chris O'Donnell say, hey, Bruce, come on, we gotta go. Yeah. You know, oh, like, yeah, they had Robin. That yeah, and cool. here's what I would have loved. You know what, here's the thing that I kind of theorized, is that basically the Flash and the Snyderverse essentially, much like with the Time Paradox where the Snyderverse merged with the Keatonverse, the consequence is now they've merged with the Schumacher universe. So does that mean all their costumes are going to have nipples? <laughs> and also, oh, I never find out. What would have been great is if Clooney came out and and you know Barry's like, well, thanks for getting my dad out, and 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 you know I don't know how much it's going to cost, and then Clooney pulls out the bat credit card and says, don't worry, I'll cover it. I mean, they could have done that, but that, that's all we needed. It was it was a good troll ending. Um, it was obviously it was a re- reshoot. If you look if you look at Ezra Miller, it was clearly oh a yeah, re- you could re-shot. you could easily tell it was a re- but there's re-shot. two it other was an endings. Hour there was one it was like with eleventh hour. There was one with Gal Gadot, Sasha Calais, Henry Cavill at the at the court, and the other one was just mm-hmm. Michael Keaton and Sasha Calais, which would yeah. which would have been that was the one that was going to lead up to Batgirl. Right. I like this courtroom scene so much better than the courtroom scene in Superman Returns. <laughs> yeah. So this Batman vs. Superman with Lex Luthor. And the jar of piss. Yeah, and the thing is, yeah, it's like, so I like to think that, that basically the, the whole idea was, okay, we're done with Ezra Miller, so let's stick him with the worst Batman universe ever, which I, I will admit to. This is something I actually have to say about about some of the fans, the quote-unquote fans, the toxic ones. The ones that are attacking this movie because they brought back the worst Batman. Um, you're the same people 
who went after Batman and Robin because one of the most common review was, what do you expect when you hire a gay guy to direct your Batman movie? Seriously, that uh, was yo, no, Schumacher swung, no, Schumacher swung both ways. He fucked 800 men and women. <laughs> I'm serious. Wow. He swung both ways. He he fucked anything that moves and everybody loved him. Well, I, I, I heard he is a really he was a really nice guy. He was very life. nice. I have nothing to I think he's a brilliant direct look. Besides the two Batman movies, he did like Falling Down. Falling Down the, I actually love Phantom of the Opera. I you love know, Phantom. The Phantom of the Phone Booth and the one where Michael uh Samuel Jackson I hope I yes I, I hope they died, I hope they burn in hell. He did that movie too. Uh, I say this. Anyway, anyway, I, I, I love the ending. I thought it was a good, it was a good laugh. It was a good troll move. It was a troll move. That's what it was. It was good. No, it was a good one. to the people who bashed, bashed bat the night, the lighter tone of the movies plus Batman and Robin. Well, the movie. And like I said, if this is the definitive end of the DCEU, why not just troll Jay, everybody like that? And Jay, this movie established the logic that would set it up for why do you go back in time, change something, and come back, and now you have a different Batman. They already set it up that that's kind of what you can expect to happen. So yeah. they did a good job following it, through it, with it. It did, in a way, it, I think it kind of redeemed Clooney's Batman because the thing is, Clooney has always gone on record said he felt he destroyed the franchise. In fact, apparently the story is if you ever meet Clooney and you mention Batman and Robin, he'll give you a $10 refund. He'll give you ten dollars. Yeah, and say, like I said, it's just he didn't have to do this, but he did. I, I think it was a way to say because like, I think even the director probably went up to him. Which, by the way, the director does make a cameo at the end uh, when yes. Flash steals something, right? But I think the director probably looked at Clooney and said, "Clooney, you don't have to do this, but you know what? I liked your Batman." I would say the same thing. I liked his Batman. That was my childhood. And what I would love to see, I don't, it's probably never going to happen, but how cool would it be to see them continue this somehow and they get Clooney back as Batman to fix that, to actually give him a proper script? Oh, it's not so going to happen. What do we think of the post credit scene? That, yeah. I think that just established that when he fixed, when he put the tomatoes back and brought back uh, Atlantis and Aquaman is back, Meaning that they're gonna do, Aqu you know, the Aquaman two movie. I think it just established that hey, he fixed the timeline. He also brought back Aquaman. I think and it's also Aquaman, just I remember. Be... I remember hearing like, some articles saying like, oh yeah, the post credit scene for the Flash helped set up Aquaman: The Lost Kingdom. How? Because he's still alive. Because yeah, because he's still alive. Because he got wiped away. Remember, like they called his dad. That means Arthur never happened. Well, the, 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 I think there were, no, there was an originally a post-credit scene like prior to the reshoots with Clooney that had the ending with all with all the all the stuff that apparently the the original post-credit scene was Barry was gonna get a a vision sort of like the nightmare when like the Flash shows up with Bruce and Affleck was supposed to come in and say find me Barry you gotta find me I'm stuck you know because of okay, what you did so that, that the sequel where Barry was gonna go find the Batfleck. Out, out, I, out. I know that everybody said that the post credit scene was pointless, but the whole point, the way I looked at it was, he went when he put the tomatoes back, he he saved Aquaman, and Aquaman 2 is still going to happen. But at this point, I don't care. To me, this is the end of the DCEU. I don't give a crap about Black Beetle or Blue Beetle. Blue I'm Beetle. Mexican. I don't want to see Blue Beetle. And I don't care it. about James Gunn's new DC. So it's uh, the Aquaman, I, feel, I feel like that Aquaman post credit scene was meant to say, yeah, guys, just expect Aquaman 2 to be a drunk mess. 
of a movie. They're already saying it's gonna. It's the test screens were bad, but we'll see. But I don't. At this point, I don't care. Like I, I I'm, I'm deflated. Like this. So I, this I was the. I hope. I hope we get a director's cut because I'm, I'm curious to know what was taken out. But we'll see. So I want to ask you guys this. Flash goes back, moves the tomatoes. His mom's okay. Um, that creates a chain of events that ripple forward and backward in time. But if Reverse Flash is the one who killed his mom, which is what the director is saying, why does Reverse Flash leave his mom alone? Why does he not just go back in time and kill her again? How does Flash get to create a universe where his mom lives? How does Reverse Flash even let that It was that cut, happen? so it doesn't matter. The mom slipped and fell on a banana and, and the knife stabbed her in the chest. Jack, shut up. Yeah, I don't right. know if I buy the slipped and fell on a knife thing. I, I because the director. I mean, you could make flash. that maybe the the you know reverse flash shoved shoved or who, who knows whatever. We're we're not gonna get a sequel. So, and to answer your question, VCG cosplay is that uh, Blue Beetle is a Mexican focused story, and I don't give a shit. And, Did anybody and, get the trailer for that for the during the flash? Yeah. Yes. I saw, I've seen the trailer before too. Yeah. I was only with it till the last joke. Batman's a fascist. Which, that was stupid. Yeah, well, yeah. No, I don't care. I'm not gonna go it see is. it. And I thought it was fine. I, I'm not gonna go see it. I, I, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done with Marvel in... movies. I'm done with DC movies. I'm only gonna go, go I, see. I, 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 do, I don't care about Marvel. I only care about Spider-Man. I, I don't care about DC. Yes. I only care about Batman. I thought. Yeah, same here. Because about... I'm gonna go see the Batman Part Two, and I'm gonna go see the Joker Part Two. So I, I, I don't hey, care about. If that's the case. I'm done with share. I'm done with sharing. Can we get an adaptation of Batman and Spider-Man teaming up? That comic. Good. I think I'm kind of done with comic book movies, but I am going to continue playing the games because they are amazing. Yes. (laughs) All right. So this is what we're gonna do now. Before it gets to ten o'clock here, let's go around in a circle, promote whatever we got to promote, and give your final rating one through ten. So Tabmug99, the floor is yours, buddy. Oh man, I should have been thinking about what rating I'm gonna give this. Um. I thought the movie was a lot of fun, but honestly, the more you think about it, the less it makes sense. Some of their decisions just didn't hold up. Some of that wasn't the movie's fault necessarily. They had to work with the time frame they were given. Um, they had to work with what was already established before, and some of those faults existed in this DCEU from the very beginning. So there was not a whole lot they could do to really fix it. I still would have liked to have seen a proper origin story before they were really ready for the multiverse story. I don't think they were quite ready to take on what they did. It could have been better had they rolled it out uh, in stages, in, in better stages from the beginning till now. Having said that, they did the best they could with what they had, and there were a lot of moments there that I really, really enjoyed. We covered all those scenes in this movie. I especially like the cameos. I hear people complaining that George Clooney was the worst Batman, or I hear people complaining that the George Reeves cameo was so insensitive. And I say, you know what? None of that stuff was problematic at all whatsoever. The most Agreed. problematic uh, thing about the whole movie was the decision to cast Ezra Miller, honestly. So other than that, I say this is a pretty darn good movie. I'm going to give it a 7.5 out of 10. Uh, if you want to find my, my my takes on Mortal Kombat and my explanations of the Mortal Kombat lore, you can find me on Tabmock99 right here on YouTube. You can also find me on Twitter, Twitch, or Instagram at Tabmock99. And I'm pretty much talking about Mortal Kombat 24-7. And we love uh, what you do, man. And links are in the description, everybody. Subscribe to this man. Uh, best Mortal Kombat content on the internet. Jack from Big Jack Films, give your final rating at 1 through 10 and promote whatever you want to promote, buddy. 
Yeah, so overall, I like the movie for what it is. If you turn off your 30 years of bat lore and the Tim Burton stuff off, you'll enjoy it for what it is. I went into it just for Batman. I thought The Flash, though, did a good job. Yes, there were, you could tell there was stuff cut. You could tell there were things moved around constantly. Um, but the overall final product was a solid time. The movies I've only started to get back into, so I had a good... I, I was overall very entertained. It, is it the best Batman movie in your whatever DC? No, not by a long shot. But it was decent for what it is, and that's a closure to this era. I'm glad it's over. We can move on to other things, and maybe this time be a bit more consistent. So I'm going to give this one about a 7 out of 10. I'm going to have my own opening night of this come out tomorrow with a very... I went to see this movie with a very popular Toronto voice actor for a couple of animes and, 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 and video games. Uh, his name's uh, Kyle Derrick. I'll look him up on Behind the Voice Actors, but he will be joining me for that. But right now, you can check out my season finale of Ready Player One Part 3. It's a two-and-a-half-hour retrospective. These lovely gentlemen, Jay and Joe, make a, a wonderful joke cameo, which I love. I'm Actually, fans are asking for Big Jack Films themed Nerd Cage t-shirts, so we better get those made. They're actually asking for those. I'm not kidding. They're, at, they're saying, where can I get a Big Jack Films t-shirt? I was like, I'll ask them. Um... Wow. But you, you guys can check me out on YouTube. We're trying to get the part third part up to 8,000 uh, views. Uh, I'm trying to get to 20,000 subscribers. You can find me on TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Um, I am right now at the moment working on uh, the next season. But this week I've got my review of Ready Player One. I've got a live stream Wednesday. I've actually, interesting enough, I'm trying a new experimental series. We're doing some, we're actually, I'm not kidding, we're doing ASMRs. We're trying a test on Thursday with a very prominent actress. You're going to love what she does here. Friday, you'll have a commentary on my Batman fan film, Return of the Dark Knight, which is a storyline compilation of my two Burton duologies, which if you liked what I had to say about the Flash and the Tim Burton stuff, check out my two Tim Burton Batman reviews. You'll enjoy them. There's my plug. Also, support my Patreon. I, I need to cover the rent. All right, the links are in the description for that. And yes, I'm a Patreon member to Big Jack Films. The uh, Wild you. Band, the man from the Kingdom of the Sand. Go ahead, plug everyone, plug, and give your final raid one through ten, buddy. All right, for me, I think I'm gonna give this movie a six out of ten. There, I enjoyed Ezra Miller's performance. Michael Keaton was fun to see on the big screen again. Sasha Kaye as Supergirl was a lot of fun to watch. Uh, some of these special effects were good. I, en I enjoyed uh, some of the humor in this. The opening scene with uh, some of the Justice League members was one of the best parts of the movie. The score was really well done, and the emotional beats to this movie were well done. But the, uh, the, the cameos, for the most part, were good. But overall, this movie perplexed me. It, it took me a while to come to a, to a, to a ranking of this movie when I, after I saw it, so... Uh, you can find me here on YouTube, uh, Wild Band, spelled with two L's. I do reactions and gaming every once in a while on the channel. I have a Twitch, I don't use it. Um, uh, you can also find me and my friends uh, doing the Petty Cash Podcast, where we discuss entertainment, life itself, and if there's breaking news, we bring that to the table. All right, I just want to say, I, uh, before we get to Joe, I just want to say I appreciate these three men. Uh, now that they are very talented content makers they are fantastic friends i'm proud to call these guys my friends and i'm lucky i get i'm the luckiest nerd alive to be able to work with these guys and 
this was a lot of fun. And, uh, yeah. All right, Joe, go ahead. What is your final rating? And, of course, plug our videos and stuff. All right. So I, I thoroughly, well, I pretty much enjoyed this movie. I mean, I uh, there are some caveats. There are some nitpicks. But at the end of the day, I'm in it for the ride. I'm in it for the, the flash of it all and everything. So, I mean, it, it delivered what I needed it to deliver. So I, I, I'm giving this an 8.5 out of 10. And uh, that being said, if you haven't already, make sure you check out our previous spoiler discussion of Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, as well as our Jesus moment, Movie Moments video. Yes! And, uh, <laughs> our food review of the Spider-Verse Whopper and Sunday. And make sure to also check out our live stream with Brian Glenn, the original Shao Kahn. Yep. And uh, also our Mortal Kombat, our Jay and Tadmox Mortal Kombat gameplay review. Absolutely. And Joe, we're going on Twitch this week. Yes, we are. Tuesday. Metroid Android, Prime, Mario RPG. Metroid Prime Remastered. And on Friday, we're going to dive back in for the finale of Super Mario RPG. All right, guys. So this movie, again, I have my problems with it, whether if it's the, you know, Michael Keaton stop being Batman or, you know, Dark Flash being a lame villain that you barely see. But there's areas of this movie where General Zod makes up for it. And, of course, Henry Cavill being cut from the movie really hurt as a diehard Cavill fan. Um, I like the fact that this movie acknowledges what Zack Snyder left on the table. And I also like the fact that, you know, the world's... There's a lot to like here. There's stuff to, like, nitpick, but there's a lot of stuff here to like. Um, again, my fa three favorite scenes, Ben Affleck's send-off, the, uh, the, you know, the, the moment where he sees his mom one last time, and then, of course, General Zod with that bone-crushing one-liner there. I love this movie. Again, if I'm comparing to the rest of the DCEU, this is number five for me. I would rank the three Snyderverse movies, the Snyder, I should say Snyder-directed movies above it, and then Wonder Woman, then Flash, and then beneath that would be like your Shazams and Black Adams, etc., etc. But this is the fifth best, I think, far from the best. But I like I like what they were trying to go for, and there's enough Easter eggs there to appreciate. That being said, JCG gives it 8.75 out of 10. Um, I'm glad. It's sad that this movie flopped in the box office, but I understand why. But in my mind, I'm just glad that they went full circle with the DCEU and what Snyder started. Uh, if you haven't already, get yourself a Nerd Cage Live t-shirt. We have new designs, but get your Mortal Kombat designs. We have a bunch of awesome designs here. Um, Dude, get that those thing are amazing. Going. No, we're on it. <laughs> I freaking love these. Kaiju, look at this Kaiju design. Here's your Marvel design. Here is your Pornhub design, not for the kids. Uh, and here's our top selling shirt, the regular shirt with the strength of geek knowledge on the back. And of course, for you Zelda fanatics, I got you covered. But Joe, we have new shirts. I'm going to post them on here. Hold on, I got to switch screens real quick. Do uh, we have Batman 89 themed? <laughs> we have, no, 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 because they already took down our Batman shirt. But guys, yeah. we have several new shirts, guys. I'm going to do my uh, Miyamoto snap. 
Look at these new shirts, guys. We have a Rocky. We, we made two Rocky shirts, but one of them got taken down. It says prediction. Pain. Uh, also, thanks you to Tabmug99. I made two Spider-Man shirts. One black logo, one white logo. And for you, Joe, I made a PlayStation logo shirt. Nerdcage Live Gaming PlayStation shirt. Get yourself brand new shirts. Listen, they come in any size, any color, men's or women's, whatever. They come from small all to 5XL. So if you're a skinny booty call or a fat fuck, big or small, we love them all. We got you covered with more designs on the way, guys. Go to our T Public. The link is in the description. And Joe, we have sold 69 shirts total, guys. So thank you for the support. We'll just leave it at that then, huh? Yes. Now you have to turn around, right? <laughs> so listen, uh, again, sub all these guys up. All right, we'll please ask you to like, comment, subscribe, ring that bell, and spread this shit like the Flashpoint multiverse. So the USA from yours truly, the land of Tom Cruise, Syracuse, New York, to all of our friends friends around the world, at Nerdcage Live, Tab Month 99. Big Jack Films, Wild Band, and the Petty Cash Podcast. As always, enjoy life. Stay safe. Eat your vegetables. Do your push-ups. Go to the gym. Fuck math. And fuck Dark Flash, because that shit was lame. Love General Zod. And good night, everybody. Oh, one last thing, guys. We're going to do one last live stream before we take our summer break. We're going to take a month off. We're going to do one last... It's live stream before summer break. We'll announce it shortly. Good night, everybody. Thank you again for having us. Ooh, trying to get out of the nerd cage, are ya? Well, before you go, hit that subscribe button. And if you're really intrigued, ring that bell. Thank you for dropping by. Until next time, Tell everyone you know about Nerd Cage Live! <laughs> mm. <laughs>